if you have noticed a pattern of unhealthy and emotionally challenging behaviors in your relationships, love, and other types of relationships too, like your mother and father, you might benefit from digging deep and exploring the way you attach to people in intimate relationships, especially during a day like today, where we have this rare Venus star point rebirthing all of our relationships. This week on the Sovereign Woman Movement Show, we've been talking about attachment theory, what attachment theory styles look like in relationships, and why this rebirth of Venus is offering us this opportunity to truly step into the holiest, most conscious relationships that we so all deserve. Satnam, beautiful goddesses, welcome to the Sovereign Woman Movement Show. I am Jyoti Rajib Kawar, and I help overachieving women of color heal their inner child so they can rewire their subconscious programming and break ancestral karmic cycles. And this is our movement of women taking their sovereignty back. Satnam, beautiful goddesses, for those catching this live on Instagram, thank you so much for being here. Welcome on this beautiful, beautiful Venus rebirth a day. For those on the podcast catching the replays, let me just tell you how much I love you all so much. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing it with your communities. Please continue to share it on your stories and make sure you tag me at Veronica Berry and I am, and also that you tag at Sovereign Woman Movement and we'd be glad to share it with our community as well. It is always an honor to see other beautiful goddesses on this journey of taking their sovereignty back by healing their inner child. So I just wanna say a huge shout out and thank you to all of you. So today's the day ladies, March 23rd until about the end of the month where we have this rare Venus star point. Venus is the planet of beauty and of relationships. And today what, what happens is that as it, as it ingresses into the sign of Aries, it is reborn. And we've been having a lot of this energy of rebirth and reborn with the spring equinox, with the brand new astrological year on Saturday, that it is so important for us to really become aware as to what our relationships have taught us about ourselves. Because I don't know if you, any of you knew, but relationships are the highest form of yoga. They take work, they take endurance, they take ability to alchemize the experiences, the emotions, right? And that takes neutrality, takes sovereignty. And relationships, not only uh, lover type relationships, but I'm also speaking about relationships with your mother, with your father. Those relationships can be incredible teachers, you know, like I shared yesterday on the podcast, you guys can go check out the replay of yesterday's podcast because it goes deep into this Venus star point and rebirth. And it also talks a lot more about what attachment theory is, which today we're going to talk about the different styles of attachment theory. But the whole theme around this energy that we're all feeling right now, this week specifically, is about what did our relationships teach us? What did our relationships teach us about ourselves? And that, again, goes into your lover type situation, husband, wife, uh, boyfriend, significant other, uh, whatever that looks like to you. Or it could be your mother, your father, wherever this person that was here to trigger you all this time has now set you free. 
if you're doing the inner work, the SWC work, which is why I'm talking about this this week, because if you are not aware of this energy, what can potentially happen is the complete opposite. Like I said yesterday, we're living in times of extremes. So either you're uh, integrating the high frequency aspects of this energy, which are wisdom, sovereignty, lessons learned, passing the grade, passing the university, graduating into higher consciousness, love, compassion, forgiveness, or you're on the other extreme of this energy, which is what? Grievances, lack of forgiveness, hate, anger, illness, all correlated to the lower frequency emotions. So because we're living in these times of extremes, it's so important for us to become self-aware of our own attachment styles and relationships, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So yesterday we talked about attachment theory, which in essence is that the our caregivers, however, they modeled their relationships, their relationship with you, whether whether they were supportive, offered you unconditional love, whether you were seen or not. In essence, that created a vibrational frequency of thought patterns or emotions in your body temple, which then you project out and you basically live out in your adult life. We've talked about the inner child a lot. As it relates to attachment styles, what this means is that there have been lots of psychologists, and this actually started way back since like the 1950s, where we first heard of attachment theory, but in essence, uh, whatever happened to us as children impacted us where we then created these defense mechanisms to receive what we didn't receive and we needed as children which then play out as our attachment style when it comes to relationships in this world and so there are uh, there's secure type of attachment styles and there's the unsecure attachment styles and we're going to be reviewing the four different types of attachment styles today we're going to look at two the two that are I see the most common in the women that, that come to me for help and that do the inner work and that I myself saw in me. But also what's so interesting is that the first two that we're going to look at today, typically you'll see that two individuals attract each other with opposite types of styles. And these two are the most common that I see because they feel each other's inner child wound wound, W-O-U-N-D. So again, like I said yesterday, a lot of compassion for yourself as I share this information with you, because like I mentioned yesterday in the healing journey, there's some that are just, their karma is so heavy that they won't even have the concept of even believing that they'll ever be able to be in a wholesome, beautiful, conscious relationship. And that's okay. We are not to judge. That's Everyone has their own karma to deal with, right? Then there are those that get on the healing journey. And once they go into the self-awareness journey, which is the healing journey that I teach inside of Satori Wellness and Spirituality, that when they start to become aware of these patterns within them, that's where they stop doing the work because they can't face the truth. They can't, they can't, they don't want to see themselves as, as what is being brought to their awareness. And so they they leave the healing journey and they continue to point the finger outward, become special, uh, which is part of the psychotherapy that I teach inside of Satori, which makes you a victim. And then you go out and you recreate these toxic patterns over and over again. And with this Venus transit right now, with such potent energy, because remember Venus transitioning or Venus ingressing into um, 
rebirthing into the sun and into Aries, it's not exalted in that sign. It is actually, it's hard for Venus to allow herself to receive the love. And then there's also a conjunction with Chiron that I talked about yesterday. Chiron is the wounded healer. So there's opportunities here for us to do some deep type of soulmate type of healing, twin flame type of healing. But again, you have to be courageous and sovereign enough to when you hear, especially this information that you use it in a way where you then respond in a different way than you've been reacting the whole, your whole life, because we don't want to recreate these patterns. That's why I'm talking about this specifically this week. You have an opportunity to break these patterns. So whatever is triggered within you with the information that I share, I understand that those are signs from your body, from your consciousness, that this perhaps may be something that you move more deeper into that you need to dig into so that you can use this cosmic energy to your advantage. That's what yogic scientists do. We apply specific scientific um, prescriptive meditations based on the cosmic energy and based on what we're transcending healing so it's very important to have a lot of compassion in yourself as you start to self-discover yourself. So the two attachment cells that we're going to talk about today are the avoidant and the anxious attachment style. So again, attachments theory, we, we were programmed as children as to what we think relationships should look like. And we're going to look at the two today. Now, these, the two out of four. Now, these two are, are very different, completely opposite. And I actually definitely identified with one of them. And what's crazy is that the more that I went on my healing journey, the more that, and the more that my partner, my husband healed himself, the more it activated in me. So you almost think that the more you progress into the healing journey, you'll never see the triggers again. But honestly, especially if your partner is on the same frequency as you and that partner does the inner work as well, then you're both kind of growing together. As you start to really face your own stuff, it starts to become really scary because if you've been in these patterns for a long time, it's much more difficult to be vulnerable and live from an open heart. So these patterns come out at an even deeper, more harder way where it can really debilitate you. But if you learn to move beyond that, those dark nights of the soul, and especially when you realize how you can change the whole situation by changing yourself, it's, it's, it's a moment of freedom where you start to uh, really create beautiful conscious relationships, which is definitely where I feel my husband and I are at, which after 23 years, it's insane especially because the last two months have been so karmic they've been so deep they've been me having to face a lot of my stuff and then being able to communicate it back to him in a way where he understood and then again both of us applying the inner work to to get to these higher levels of consciousness of unity true true love without conditions so so first i'm going to share with you the anxious type of, of attachment style now, this is also known as anxious ambivalent. You may have heard about it in, as anxious ambivalent or just anxious attachment. Lizzie says, uh, me too. Man, I can't wait for you to join us on Friday because I bet everything is like resonating so much. It's weird how we're all, especially in, our, in the community, we're all doing some major deep 
healing as it relates to relationships. You don't know how many DMs I received from our community sisters this week about the major breakthroughs they've had in their life. And it all had to do with the relationship. Mothers, significant others. I mean, it is, I get goosebumps. Like they literally graduated and closed big phases and cycles in their life. So we're all feeling it, ladies. This is why it's so important to talk about it. So what causes this? What causes you to become an anxious, ambivalent? You may have anxious attachment if your primary caregiver like failed to consistently support your needs, abandoned you. Uh, Basically, this is somebody who was abandoned, who was not seen, and they're afraid of being abandoned. So when they go into a relationship, they get really anxious, so they can become really clingy. They can become really needy. They can also literally turn into their relationship. So they don't have their own satnam, they don't have their own identity. And so because they don't know who they are, they look for their identity in another partner. person will leave them even if there have never been problems the other person is so anxious that the other person will leave them because they were left they were abandoned as children that they create these dramatic situations in life where they invent you know stories in their head or eventually because they have all these thought systems about being betrayed or left you know that person then does betray them or does leave them just the way their parents did to them So this is a person that basically cannot trust in the relationships, is always anxious, is always worried. People who uh, basically uh, look for other human beings that are not available, that are not emotionally available. Why? Because if they were to find one that was available, you know, they wouldn't be able to reenact the pattern of feeling anxious about not being seen. So they're constantly looking for partners or not looking, they don't think they're looking for them. They, they say, I don't want that partner, but they're like, oh my God, how come I keep getting the same type of partner? Well, it's because the program, you know, we literally, we, it creates adrenaline in our systems when we're in those types of relationships, because we get to then have another opportunity to prove ourselves to this person who is inevitably going to continue to treat us the same way because we are reenacting our childhood patterns. And remember, with anxious, these, these, these anxieties, emotions, they're energy and motion. So if you were abandoned as a child, you feel anxious about being left alone all the time. As a child, these imprints, these energetic imprints basically got stuck in your body. That's what happens. That's what the energy of science is and emotions. They got stuck in your body. And with lack of movement, with lack of breath, with lack of chanting, without lack, without, uh, with lack of um, inner work, it only increases as you get older. It doesn't get better. It gets worse because emotions are energy in motion and they deteriorate the physical brain. We, we have studies of that. Neuroplasticity shows that. So if someone's not doing inner work, there's no magic pill to heal the anxiety attachment style. There is no pill chemical that you can take. You have to activate the chemicals from within. You have to rewire the subconscious program about your abandonment issues and create a new chemical, a new cocktail of chemicals in the brain so that you start to feel secure, whole, and complete. Now, the other other, uh, type of attachment style is the complete opposite complete opposite. The other one is the avoidant. 
Now the avoidant type style of, of um, attachment, definitely somebody who as a child was abandoned, betrayed, not seen, but very different because the avoidant type created such strong defense mechanisms around the subconscious mind that they basically made a pact with themselves that they don't need anyone in this world. They're very independent. They actually, when they do find someone that is emotionally available for them, they run away because they don't understand. They don't, they don't like neediness. And and then they call that neediness when someone is actually emotionally available, they feel that that person is needing too much to them, too much from them because they have built defense mechanisms within them that they say, I am so independent. I don't need anyone in this world. And that's anyone, like not just the lovers or husband and wife, you know, but it's like their parents, their, their sisters, their brother, they don't give a damn. They're just like, it's me. It's and it's my way or the highway. They like to control. They, uh, they think they're really intuitive, but really what, what, what they're governed by is the lack of being able to process emotions and, and just being able to actually feel like they can open their hearts. Because remember, these avoidance, they run away. So they create these barriers around the heart because the heart has been broken. And since they had to develop their own ways of comforting themselves, of soothing themselves when they were children, what happens is that when they do get into that relationship, as a relationship starts to heal, or even if that relationship is whole, they run away and they create drama. They create stories about the individual, which then the individual acts out. So this is what's so interesting that typically you'll see an anxious attracted to an avoidant and vice versa, avoidant attracted to an anxious because the anxious is so clingy and needy that, you know, it loves what the avoidant cannot give them. The avoidant would never, will never ever be able to fully be emotionally available there for the, the, the anxious. So that's exactly what each of them are looking for, you know? And it's, it's, it, you see these dynamics in relationships so often that, you know, that's when you start to really, and this is where you don't say, well, I'm this and then he's that. So it's over or I'm done. This is where you can begin the healing journey. And, and what's interesting also is that we can change. We can take in different phases of our life. We can move from avoidant to anxious. Typically you're one from whatever your inner child patterns were. But even as you act, cause let me tell you, after being 23 years of marriage, you know, like for me, I was a complete avoidant, completely avoidant, independent, don't get near me. And if he did try to, you know, give it all to me emotionally, cause he did that for me financially in other ways, I, I thought something, he was up to something. <laughs> I thought he was doing something behind my back and, and it was just so toxic, right? So the thing is, is that as I, we started our healing journey, both of us, as we started to do the inner work, he practices, he has his own sadhana. We also have our own uh, kriya that we do as a marriage, you know, together. And that's the only way that I would ensure that I knew that our old patterns were not going to come back because it wasn't, it is enough for a woman to do the inner work and, and heal those around her. But literally, if, if a man truly loves you and you can have a, an honest communication with him and say, look, I'm doing the inner work, I really would respect if you yourself did the inner work. And it doesn't even have to be my sadhana because he I, I i we sat down we looked at his tantric neurology report we looked at uh we had like a psychotherapy session him and i 
And we definitely, he does specific prescriptive uh, meditations, sadhanas, kundalini yoga work, and psychotherapy that I teach and part of my, as part of my methodology. That's part of his, uh, his spiritual work every single morning. He wakes up and does this. But he also adds uh, other two other meditations that he loves. One he created himself when he was going through deep uh, pain in his life. And the other one is one that he's always loved and he practices. So he has his own variation of his inner work and what he does. But, you know, I told him this is a, a quantum physics equation because if I'm uh, changing my frequency, my de my destiny, my emotions, what happens is if the, if your other, if your partner, uh, first of all, doesn't want to become aware and recognize these patterns in himself, then and accept them then also doesn't want to change his frequency or her frequency then you guys are just going to not vibe at the same frequency anymore and inevitably you're going to fall apart it's not going to work it takes it does take both of you to want to grow and it doesn't mean grow together it just means grow within meaning that that person learns to love themselves learns to forgive themselves learns to accept themselves because when they can do that for themselves, then they can fully be there for you. So as you yourself can become aware of your styles, are you more of an avoidant? Are you more of an attachment? Then you can see how it starts to play out, especially when it comes to self-sabotage ladies. You know, for me, as we were doing the healing journey, that, that avoidant came up big time because as he was healing, I didn't want to, my avoidant was like, hell no, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to conscious relationships. I'm not used to, you know, uh, you actually uh, expressing yourself and then taking a stand and all these things. So it came up even worse and worse as we were working through it. But you do get to the point where you start to recognize it so much in yourself and you start to see the truth of what twin flame relationships are. Because I truly do believe my husband and I are twin flame, really a relationship where in essence, it's a soulmate. That's a soul that has split into two. There's soulmate relationships. We did like a whole talk about this inside of Satori Wellness and Spirituality. And I think I did a, a podcast episode a little bit about it. But when the soul splits into two, and I think a lot of the times these avoidant anxious could be that. If, if the person awakens spiritually, the person decides to do the inner work and, and change her frequency, stop blaming and start looking at that other individual as a mirror. Because that's what the twin flame is. It's two souls that have separated, but the, the relationships can be very tumultuous because in essence, what you're doing is you're mirroring back the weaknesses in each other and the strengths. Because ultimately what relationships are for is to heighten the strengths in each of us. But since all of us have these inner child wounds and these attachment styles, we never do that. And what we do is we, we bring out the worst in our partner. And because we bring out the worst in our partner, we don't awaken spiritually and realize that what we're doing is we're projecting out. And a twin flame is the most sacred relationship because it teaches, it teaches you the most about you. You know, at any time now, back, you know, five, 10, five years ago, even when a turbulence happened in our, in our marriage, it was always about me blaming him or in him blaming me. Whereas in now, yes, it might start with blame, but it'll take only minutes, hours, you know, versus before it would take months, years, days where I, I can and so in key, and this is called maturity as well. And look at the situation and say, are these patterns that are coming back up from me? And what can I do to basically bring neutrality back to this situation versus before you attack each other, you don't sleep in the same room. 
you know, you don't talk for whatever, or you, or you go get revenge. <laughs> That's like the worst, most toxic marriage in the world where you can be mature enough and sovereign enough to say, hey, relationships are a mirror. I can use them to awaken spiritually and I can use them to be set free. And that's where, you know, we're at now where I can't say to you that we will never argue again. I feel like we're in a great point of our life. I feel like there's honesty and character and beauty and passion and compassion and forgiveness. Definitely see all of that. But I also see that if there were ever anything to happen, I could also be calm enough to not create more karma. That's, I'm always aware of that now. I don't want to create more karma. So I'm going to learn to step away from the situation while I can gather myself. And this was hard because even the last two months, so much came up that I had to face so much inner anger, so much inner doubt, so much of this, you know, inner child um, shadow work that must be done in order to really get to the root cause. Lizzie says, yes, my husband made a comment today that my parents have made for years. I was like, okay, Venus, I see you. Let's work through this. It's here for a reason. Always. And that's the attitude that you take as a sovereign woman. You see, ultimately, this is a university. You know, we do the inner work. We, we sit on our mat. We chant two and a half hours of long at Konkara, such as what I did this morning. We do the inner work of psychotherapy on steroids, of course, miracles. Yes. And it all feels wonderful and great while you're doing it. But the real work comes in life with the people that you interact with. That's where you actually step into integrating this uh, inner work and and learning how to not recreate those past patterns and it all comes through awareness like we were talking about this morning you know in our group text we were you know um somebody made a comment to my brother about how being aware of those anxious thoughts if you just were basically to able to slow down enough to become aware of the anxious thoughts and look at them you'd be able to dissolve them versus basically believing that you were those anxious thoughts Yes, that sounds beautiful, right? But a lot of people don't have the awareness. They don't, they don't have the nervous system to slow down enough to even become aware of the thoughts. They're running 84, 85% of the day on a program, on these, on these inner wounds, on these inner child programs. So if you're not even aware of your thoughts, then how could you change them? How could you even know that they're not real? And that's why awareness is the most powerful aspect of, of being a, con a human being that we could ever embrace. And uh, that's why a lot of people also shy away from the inner work. They shy away from the SWC work. It's not easy. I mean, the stuff that I teach, it's psychotherapy on steroids. It completely provokes you to think in the opposite way of fear. And it gives you the science and the spiritual aspects behind it. So you, you it's the nothing but the truth regardless of who's reading it who's integrating or who's doing it and that's why it takes courage for you to become aware of these patterns within you and for you to say you know what it stops with me for me I one of the biggest motivating factor is finding sovereignty within me right but also uh, when I heard women who run with wolves when you change the patterns within you when you heal yourself generations before and after you are healed so instead of me ever wanting to have, because a lot of the things that drove me and still drive me in this world are my boys, my sons, you know, with a legacy that I'm here to leave for them. I'm, I'm going to be an ancestor soon. I feel like an ancestor now. There's been so much that has happened to me in my life, right? So when I heard that I healed myself, they healed and I stopped focusing on other people, on them, on healing them, you know, the unhealed healer. 
uh, helping my parents and everyone else. And then when I healed myself, everything else changed. They changed. They what? They saw their mother and her satnam. That's all it takes for a child or a son to know their power. So it really, we have to rewire ourselves and really understanding how sacred this work is and how important it is to have awareness of our patterns so that we can break them, break these ancestral karmic cycles and they don't get passed down anymore. Stop with us. We have the tools, ladies. It's no, no, more, no longer needed. So these are the two first, avoidant and uh, anxious. Take a look at yourself. You know, where do you feel more that you fall into? And more importantly, what are you going to do to change it? What specific energy work are you going to do to change it? Because that's exactly, you know, what is needed in order for you to not repeat this, especially during this Venus rebirth. So tomorrow what we're going to do is we're going to be looking at the other two attachment styles. And we're going to uh, reflect on the four so you can have a better awareness as perhaps where you may be uh, projecting these patterns out into your life. Now, uh, Satori Wellness and Spirituality is not open for enrollment right now. It only opens for enrollment the first week of the month. So it'll be opening for enrollment in April. But you do have to sign up during the first window, the first week, because every month we have a specific energetic theme that we all work as a community to bring into higher frequency, heal and transform. Like we, this month it was detoxification and purification hosted a spring equinox workshop that's part of your membership which was life-changing it was so beautiful and perfect and just thousands and thousands of years shaved off and then we also had Lupe Anterones this month who is our new moon astro healer who came in and did an incredible workshop and just helped us really understand this cosmic energy and use it right to our advantage we also like I said every week we have early morning satnas on Monday, which is meditation as a community. Wednesday nights, you have the science of Kundalini Yoga. Tuesday nights, you have A Course in Miracles psychotherapy on steroids, which helps you heal these attachment styles. And then, like I said, every uh, other events that we do with guest speakers or my monthly uh, business and leadership this week is on, on Thursday. I can't believe it's already this week, but I also do a monthly business and leadership um, class for all of you all of these classes are done live some of you have asked me how does this work they're done live but you have a portal an app a satori app where all the replays are there in the app and you can go back and watch the replays some women only watch the replays some women join us live some women do a little bit of both if you join me live you get to ask questions you get to uh, be part of a community you get to share your wins what you're going through i mean this is sisterhood on a whole other level so in your, and you have a library of past work that we've been working on. We worked on relationships, detoxification and purification. And next month in April, we're going to have a brand new energetic theme, which is why it is important that you, uh, if you're interested to look out when I open up for enrollment, because you do have, it's important that you take the classes in the order that they're given to you, because there's a, there's a reason behind the way they're given to you in each week. We want to make sure that you get the results that we're telling you you're going to get based on whatever theme we're working on that month so i know we're getting to the end of march so just look out for that when i open up enrollment for a few days and you can join us as a monthly member or you can actually join us as a yearly member and save some money i would say uh, go to the training swc it's actually um veronica berrigan forward slash three-step framework there's a link here 
in my bio on IG, as well as below on the podcast replays. It gives you an incredible overview of who it's for, this SWC method, and who it's not for. It also gives you the different, uh, you can either pay yearly or monthly. If you pay yearly, you get to save some money. And I would say probably like 50% of the people that join will pay yearly. So you get to decide. Uh, and you also get to decide if it's for you and if it's for not. So go take a look at the training now. That way, when I do open enrollment, you'll have a better decision, uh, but be able to make a better decision as to whether you want to join us or not for this collective. So check out that training. Like I said, it'll help you tremendously. Tomorrow, we are going to continue this conversation on attachment styles. And tomorrow, we're going to look at the other two different uh, attachment styles and look at also the secure. This is where we want to be, ladies. And then, like I said, Friday, perfect timing with this Venus transit or Venus um, rebirth in the sun of Aries. Lizzie went to a beautiful marriage retreat this weekend. So there's a lot that was learned there. So I'm really excited for her to be back with us on Friday and share as well all about what we're talking about here. Because I know, Lizzie, you made, did some major graduation this week too, as well as it relates to relationships. So congrats. I'm so excited for you to be here on Friday. Ladies, I'll catch you all again. And what is tomorrow? Tomorrow is uh, Wednesday. So I'll catch you again tomorrow after my two and a half hours of long echo cars. I forget that I'm in this planet, <laughs> but I will catch you again tomorrow to continue the discussion. And again, lots of compassion for yourself as you start this self-discovery journey. If you need any support, you know, I'm a DM away. And don't forget to walk, uh, also join our free community on Instagram at Sovereign Women Movement. It's on Instagram, easy to find us. Uh, there I post what's happening inside of our community and other ways you yourself can take your sovereignty back. Thank you, ladies, so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all so much. Wishing you a blessed, blessed Venus uh, Venus uh, ingression today, Venus rebirth. It's today, March 23rd, officially marks it. So go do something fun, especially if you're in a relationship. Go love on your husband, on your significant other. It's a perfect day to do that. Love you all so much. Have a blessed rest of the day. Sadnam. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Women Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.